0: tell us what we're fighting.
1: Well, they're totally blind. And judging from what we've seen, I'd say they use sound to hunt with, like a bat. And they've evolved perfectly to live down here in the dark.
0: sisters inc a horror movie podcast where two sisters discuss scary stories frightening flicks and all things spooky with new episodes every other friday i'm charlie and i'm jen today we're talking about 2005's the descent written and directed by neil marshall marshall set out to make a unique horror film with an entirely female cast that took place in complete darkness drawing inspiration from horror classics such as The Shining and Alien. Let's talk about our history with this film. To be
1: honest, if I may, when I first saw this movie, I hated it. (gasps) I literally hated it. And then the next time I got around to watching it, I absolutely loved it. Mm -hmm. And I've loved it ever since. But I really thought it was so boring the first time around I don't know if I was just not paying attention or what
0: but I love how our
1: opinions and taste can change well yeah you're right it's ever evolving Mm -hmm. just like anything in our lives are but I don't know it's funny how the first time around I didn't give it credit and I didn't like almost understand the simple horror in it but yeah like I just think that's really funny, but that's also super cool that I hated it, and if for some reason I didn't give it a second chance, like, I would still hate it. Mm -hmm. And when I gave it a second chance, I absolutely loved it.
0: I can't remember when I first watched it, but it's always been a favorite of mine. Like, I loved it from the start. I watch it regularly. I've seen it many times. I don't know. I've always loved it, like, with all my heart. So some background info for the film. To prepare for the descent, the cast took training that consisted of white water rafting, caving, climbing, abseiling, which I had to learn what the word abseil was.
1: What is that?
0: It's like when they descend down the rope into the cave. Oh, okay, okay. They also learned how to use a harness and rig up ropes, as well as basic exercise to stay in shape
1: hell yeah that last part i mean all the girls were so fit Mm -hmm.
0: but it really looked like they knew what they were doing Mm -hmm. for sure the crew created realistic caves and tunnel sets so they didn't film in actual caves these were all sets
1: oh whoa that's crazy fascinating
0: and to save money only six caves were built but they would change the colors and the textures to create the illusion of multiple different caves. So they would film and then revamp it? Uh Uh-huh. Change the lighting? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They removed the plants and put those stalactites or stalagmites, whatever. Yeah. The ones that come from the ceiling. They filmed with minimal light sources and utilized actual flares, fire, flashlights, and light sticks to light the scenes. They also used visual effects in some scenes with matte paintings to make the cave system look bigger than it actually was. The special effects crew created 500 bones for the film, along with a full body cast for the character of Holly and several animal carcasses. The crawlers were inspired by Nosferatu with a slight vampire design and it took three and a half hours to apply on the actors. Each crawler was designed to look a little different with the female crawlers resembling witches.
1: I totally see
0: before our feature presentation it's time for our scary stories to tell on the pod segment hosted by Jen. Okay, so
1: today's story is gonna be from my vault about my brother and I. We had this favorite toy at the time called a yak back. So, if you know, you know, if you're my age, it was like a tiny little voice recording toy that was a weird kind of like semicolon shape. And it fit right into your hand perfectly. (laughs) They had all different colors. Purple was my favorite. Anyway, that little toy, you would, like, press record, right? And let's say you record someone saying something, and then you play it back. So Ryan and I were real obsessed with that toy. And we would go around in our house. And one day, for some reason, Ryan was like, hey, let's record on the wall. Like, put your yak back on the wall. And so we press record we placed it on the wall and like the house is silent it's just us in the summer mom and dad are at work and then we hit the playback and we heard kids in the wall kids voices like muffled but like you could hear it was like young kids and they're like talking and laughing and playing and we were baffled like there was no tv on there was no neighbors that were like next door and we lived in a house like a pretty decent house it wasn't like real paper-thin walls so it wasn't the neighbors it wasn't people out back like we were in the center of our house all quiet and we did it multiple times in different spots of the house and you can hear clear voices in the walls and so once we did that we told mom and dad and they were like laughing and they didn't believe us and we would even like play the recordings and they're like got that from the tv or that's the next door neighbors like all the things that we thought but like i was already 12 13 i analyzed it that was not possible and it's not like it was a radio toy that was on a frequency and like it was it just didn't make sense Mm -hmm. and then that led to ryan and i thinking there were little kid spirits in and around our house so we decided to play this game I actually started it where I tried to talk to the ghost out loud and I asked, like, hey, do you want to hurt us? And I never got an answer. So one day I just was kind of messing around and I was like, do you want to play? And I know it sounds like I was taunting them or like I was holding a seance. There was no Ouija board. I was just like, real innocent me, like, do you want to play? And I folded up a shirt, I put it on the bed. Like stepped out of my bedroom and I closed the door, waited outside the bedroom door for maybe 30 seconds, opened the door and the shirt was in a different spot. It was like on the floor beside my bed. And then I called Ryan and we did it together and we put like a volleyball or soccer ball. I forgot one of the two. We put it like in a certain spot, closed the door, waited, opened it and it was in a different spot. So like that was us getting the validation that it was a little kid and they're just playing and like, uh-huh. and then we never really went further we didn't say like do this do that or show yourself we just like literally accepted it and we didn't feel threatened and that was that and I don't think we ever really tried that game again it's not like it was everyday like hey let's play the play around with the ghost game like <laughs> we just did it that one time and we were just so like oh okay all right But we didn't know what to do with the information either. Like if we tell mom and dad, they're like, oh my God, what's wrong with our kids? Or like, shut up, that's silly. (laughs) You know, because that's what they told us about the Yakbacks, which is like every horror movie, you know, like the wife tells the husband, hey, this is happening. Or tells anybody and they're like, there's a rational explanation. I've experienced that. That's what people tell you. Only like that person knows
0: what's happening, you know. But yeah, that's my story. I've never heard that one before. I'm genuinely spooked right yeah. now. That house had so many spirits. Well, I'm giving that story five out of five yakbacks. <laughs> Listeners, if you have any scary stories you'd like us to share on the pod, please send them to our email at spookysistersinc.pod at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at spooky sisters inc. Now, without further ado, let's get spooky and break down this frightening flick. Spoilers ahead for 2005's The Descent.
1: What's that noise? Popcorn. you making popcorn? Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: I only eat popcorn at the movies. Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie.
0: Our movie begins with friends Sarah, Juno, and Beth whitewater rafting. Sarah's husband, Paul, and their daughter, Jessica, cheer them on from a distance. So like I said, the actors literally took whitewater rafting training and they did this scene entirely on their own with no stunt doubles. Wow. It looks so scary. I know. Once they're done, Sarah goes to hug Jessica while Paul helps Juno out of the water. Beth watches Paul remove Juno's helmet, observing the silent tension between them. Beth volunteers to stay with Juno and finish up so Sarah can go back to the hotel with her family. In the car, Paul drives while Sarah talks to Jessica about her upcoming birthday party. Sarah then asks Paul if he's okay because he seems distant. As he looks at Sarah to tell her he's fine, the car veers towards the opposite lane and hits an oncoming car. The crash causes some PVC pipes that were on top of the other car to bust through the windshield, piercing both Paul and Jessica, killing them instantly.
1: Final destination to I was gonna say death. it. Yeah, but that was the opening scene, like adrenaline of the white water rafting, and then that weird tension interaction, and then boom, two deaths. Uh-huh. Right away.
0: Brutal That's, deaths.
1: I kinda like when movies do that. I like having that instant gratification of like some good stuff happening really <laughs> quick into the movie versus like
0: super slow. You want you know deaths what I mean? ASAP. <laughs> yeah like okay next we see Jessica blowing out five candles on her birthday cake then we see Sarah waking up in the hospital Sarah walks into the hallway calling out for her daughter but the lights start to go out one by one and she begins to run eventually falling into the arms of Beth Sarah immediately starts to sob and Beth tells her that Jessica is gone Juno cries standing nearby, but eventually just walks away. Mm -hmm. I saw that too. And then we finally get our title card, The Descent. Next, we get a title card that reads Appala... (laughs) 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 I don't know what's the correct way to pronounce this. Appalachian. Appalachian, I think. The text reads Appalachian Mountains, USA one year later. Sarah and Beth arrive at Chattanooga National Park. Juno greets them with excitement and they go inside a cabin to see their other friends, sisters Sam and Rebecca. This is us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I thought too. Sam is in medical school studying to be a doctor and Rebecca exclaims how proud she is of her little sister. Another woman enters the room, and Rebecca introduces her as Holly, Juno's protege. I was always wondering, though, why would she have a protege? Are they a couple? No, it's like Mm. she's that much of a badass adventurist that Holly wants to learn from her. I'm shocked. (laughs) Whoa. No, surprisingly, all of these women are straight. That is the most unbelievable thing for me in this story. <laughs> and Juno's the only American one, which is wild because, because I watch like the behind the scenes because I have the DVD. She sounds Australian, and the director himself said he wanted each woman to have a different accent so it could have like such a diverse feel. So why couldn't they just let her keep her Australian accent? Why did she have to be American? Oh, the actress that
1: played Juno? Uh Uh-huh.
0: I think they're trying to
1: portray, as you said, she's such an adventurist, she went over yonder to where they live and met them.
0: Right. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Juno brings out an old picture of Beth, Sarah, and herself, and Sarah says, love each day, noting it was something Paul used to say. Mm Mm-hmm. Later, Holly and Sam are outside, and Holly says that Borum Caves, which is the cave they're all going to explore the next day, is for tourists and not adventure. Juno appears and assures Holly that tomorrow is going to be awesome. This is also when Juno is, like, looking out at the night sky, Uh and she holds her necklace. Which is important. Right, which comes into play later. Uh back inside the cabin the friends make fun of beth's pajamas and sarah asks holly if she's got a man holly says she's a sports fuck but wants lots of babies when she's older and sarah's smile just drops right because
1: this is a sore spot for her mm-hmm.
0: the next morning the group begins their expedition in one car sarah drives recklessly well very, very yeah recklessly. which i was like girl
1: well think about it like she's trying to let loose have fun she's saying like "fuck it you know
0: i guess it would be different she's letting it, it all out it would be different if she was the one who had been driving when her family died But I was kind of like, why would you be driving so recklessly if your family died in a fucking car accident? I get
1: what you're saying, but she was just trying to live in the moment and
0: just have fun with it. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So in one car, it's Sarah, Juno, and Beth. In another car, it's Sam, Rebecca, and Holly. Sam asks Rebecca if she's explored these caves before rebecca says no but tells her sister not to worry because they're quite safe in the back seat holly's like borum caves more like boredom caves (laughs) (laughs) old dad joke (laughs) she's really not looking forward to this the girls park in the forest and get out of their respective cars as they gather and put on their gear juno secretly places the borum caves guidebook in the glove compartment Purposely leaving it behind. <clears throat> hmm hmm They finally head off and begin their hike to the cavern. Rebecca lists the rules and dangers of cave diving. She says, Always file a flight plan and stick to it. Never wander off. Inside the cave will be pitch black. You can get dehydration, disorientation, claustrophobia, panic attacks paranoia, hallucinations, and visual or oral deterioration. That's any given day of the week for me. <laughs> I
1: thought that was Sam since she's the doctor or soon-to-be doctor. No, it's those.
0: Rebecca because mm. she's the big sister trying to tell everybody like the gotcha. dangers. Okay.
1: So it's weird, though, how Rebecca mentions all the symptoms. Because...
0: I think it's just like such blatant foreshadowing.
1: But I like it. (laughs) I like it because we actually see that unfold. Yeah. You know.
0: They finally reach the cave entrance and stare at it in disbelief. Beth says, I'm an English teacher, not fucking tomb Raider.
1: (laughs) That was a good line.
0: (laughs) Uh I really like her.
1: Yeah, she was good.
0: The women descend into the cave and admire how beautiful it is. The group descends further into the cave by going down a pipe. Once through, they light flares and see how massive the cave actually is. And this is like one of those matte paintings. I would have already fucking given up. Like, I don't know. I don't think you would be there in the first place.
1: Well, okay, true. (laughs) True, but like, let's say we descend down into the, like, the mouth, right? And then to get to the chamber, they go down that pipe already i would have had claustrophobia
0: you would never catch me doing anything like this they take a break to eat and holly films with her camcorder admitting the cave is a lot cooler than she thought juno meekly apologizes to sarah for not staying around longer after the accident she's like um sarah um
1: (laughs) all late yeah, a year late But you can tell it was already eating at her.
0: Oh, or, I don't think it's eating at you her you don't think so? So she not just, nearly enough she as just it should be. Felt
1: she had to show some Right type of remorse mm-hmm. in front of the other girls. Yeah.
0: Okay. Sarah disregards this and goes off to explore, eventually finding their next passage. It's funny how that
1: scene you're describing. Where they're like, let's eat. And they're just eating
0: apples. I know. And it's like, wouldn't you eat before? Well, I guess maybe their hike was long. And by the time they got to the cave, they were hungry. But But I feel like you should eat before. (laughs) Just an apple. Oh, my God. (laughs) Seeing their next passage, Rebecca feels that something's wrong and says it's not what she imagined from reading the book. Juno says that's why she doesn't trust books as they leave too much room for interpretation. She's illiterate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, guys, she put the book away because she can't read. Yep. Holly goes through the passage first to take point and the other girls follow behind her once she's through. Sarah, being the last one, is about to enter the tunnel when she hears a little girl laughing faintly in the distance. She just, like, looks around, and then she continues into the passage.
1: That's obviously her hallucinations within the cave, coupled with her PTSD, right? Of just losing her husband and her daughter. It's not like her daughter's ghost followed her into the cave, right? <laughs> i <I'm not. laughs> <laughs> So, that's what it is.
0: Yeah. In the tunnel, Sarah gets stuck and begins to have trouble breathing. Beth, who was in front of Sarah, turns around and goes back to console her. She tells Sarah that she doesn't have to be afraid because the absolute worst thing has already happened to her. Heavy. I know. But she was right. And she's such a good friend. Mm hmm Like, I would pay her money to talk me out of a panic attack. (laughs) Yeah. She did really well. Uh Uh-huh. Suddenly, the tunnel starts to collapse, and Beth and Sarah barely manage to escape in time. After the tunnel collapses, Holly asks what they're going to do, and Rebecca assures her that, according to the guidebook, the cave has three exits— Rebecca asks Juno to check the book for confirmation, but Juno finally admits that she didn't bring the book. AKA she kicked that fucker into the creek. (laughs) The others soon realize that they're not in Borm caverns at all. It turns out Juno wanted the group to discover this new cave system where nobody had ever been before. While the others argue, Sarah looks around with her flashlight and catches a brief glimpse of something in the distance. But when she looks again, it's gone. Juno says they have to keep going and find a way out. Beth scolds Juno for betraying everyone's trust and especially for doing this to Sarah. Beth asks Juno, do you even know what she's been through? Of course not, because you couldn't leave soon enough. And then Juno says, we all lost something in that crash. The
1: audacity. Yeah, but that was her personality. Like, she didn't even fathom to omit that comment. In front
0: of everybody. And to keep her affair a secret. They continue through the cave and eventually come to a cliff. Rebecca volunteers to climb across in order to rig a line for the others. So, like... Do you want to explain this? I'm sure whoever has seen this movie knows. So she's setting up whatever these tools are called. (laughs) She calls them cam. She's like, I have three cams. I need three more. Yeah. So it's something that is
1: like a rotary mechanism that fits into the crevices of the rock. And then... She puts a carabiner on it. Oh,
0: my God. You know this way better than me.
1: Not really. And she does that every arm's length. And then once she gets it all the way across to the other cliff, then they can put the rope through the carabiners and send everyone over with the pulley system. Well said. (laughs) I was a caver in my last life. (laughs) I wasn't. So... Rebecca's doing that. Yeah. Rebecca struggles. And by the way, hella
0: good upper body strength (sighs) to do that. She's struggling, but she is fucking doing it. Man. So she attaches two cams to the ceiling. As she's about to place the third one, she notices an older cam Mm -hmm. that was already there on the ceiling, and she uses that one instead. But she doesn't tell the girls. Right. She finally reaches the other side of the cliff and the others start to make their way across. Sarah asks Juno, was this about me or you? And Juno says, it's about us. I wanted us to claim this place. Name it. Maybe your name. Sarah just scoffs and says, or maybe yours.
1: hmm Which
0: was like... Good comeback. Uh-huh. She, she said,
1: maybe your name. I- <laughs> at that moment say like we were gonna name it after you she's still maybe your name
0: you're so right i didn't notice what a bitch she's just like faking it you know Mm -hmm. she's just trying to say the nicest thing she can without even really meaning it juno is the last one to go across and decides to undo the line that rebecca just rigged because they'll need all the equipment they have before this, she kisses her necklace for good luck. She removes the first two cams that Rebecca placed, but falls before she can reach the third. Oh. Causing the rope that Rebecca was holding to slice through her hands. Oh, that part looks so painful. Hand injuries get me. Really? Yes. If we ever cover Gerald's game, heaven help me. There's a really bad wrist injury in that one.
1: I mean, you gotta think if that was your friend and like instinct, you wouldn't let go of the rope. You would try to hold it. And as it speeds through your hand and
0: the friction and it slices. Yeah, it was just the speed because she was wearing gloves, but it ate right through those gloves. Juno hits the side of the cliff and manages to climb up to join the others. Beth looks at the old cam that dropped from the ceiling and says it's a piton and she's like maybe there's a way out if other cavers have been here before but juno says no one uses equipment like that anymore as it's a 100 years old Mm. and if someone did make it out then they would have named the cave system already oh no like bad news after bad
1: news (laughs) bad news bears that's crazy but it's still Juno's fault of course everything is her fault everything everything global warming Juno's fault high gas prices inflation
0: Juno's fault Juno's fault fault. yeah my pizza's not ready Juno's fault it's 103 degrees Juno's fault (laughs) oh my god everyone stay hydrated out there so fucking hot so hot wear your spf Mm -hmm. drink water Mm -hmm. sam bandages up rebecca's hands and holly finds their next passage after going through they come across an old cave painting and beth notices two cave entrances which should mean there's another way out as they continue on we see the silhouette of a creature growling and drooling close behind them. Ooh, 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 ooh. They come across several passages, and Juno uses a lighter to, I guess, determine which one has like airflow. Is mm-hmm. that what she was doing? I think so. So once she finds the right tunnel, Holly immediately slides down the passage despite juno telling her to slow down holly thinks she sees daylight but it actually turns out to be phosphorus from the rocks scientist queen did you know that Mm-hmm.
1: yeah and it already shows you right there that holly is suffering from paranoia in the cave
0: what yeah no she's... i just think she didn't know that no she was like spazzing out like oh, i'm going down the tunnel for that's, her. that's her personality the whole time juno has been telling her do things my way be careful and holly slid down the fir- very first cave entrance and juno got after her
1: i just think that was showing that she was already paranoid because she they already knew they were fucked In a sense, they didn't know how fucked. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
0: I think she was just being reckless. Maybe. But anyways, Holly rushes toward the so-called light, Mm -hmm. daylight. But she slips, and Juno grabs her hand and tries to hold on. But water dripping from the cave causes Holly to slip and fall even further. And we fucking hear her, like, hit the ground. Nasty sound. The others abseil down to where Holly is to discover she has a broken leg and a bone is protruding out of it. Sam starts to do her medical thing and address Holly's wound and Mm -hmm. Sarah hears a little girl laughing again. This time she leaves the others and follows the sound. She finds an old caving helmet and we see something moving in the shadows in front of her she then hears a creature chattering and flashes her light on it we see what looks like a pale human crouching down before it scutters away
1: (laughs) good description you hear like the little
0: yeah good
1: description
0: sarah turns around and is startled by juno and tells her she saw someone they return to the others still arguing about what sarah claims she saw Sam was able to push Holly's bone back in place and create a splint so she could walk. Mm-hmm. The others disregard Sarah's claims and focus on getting Holly out. They arrive at a short wall they have to climb, and when they reach the top, they can't see. So Sarah uses the infrared, I guess, slash night vision setting on Holly's camcorder to see that they're surrounded by the bones of dead animals this part always makes me laugh Rebecca says oh fuck it and she starts to scream for help (laughs) (laughs) she's like is anybody out there (laughs) poor thing so Sarah is still filming with the night vision camcorder she's filming Rebecca screaming for help and then she pans over to see someone standing behind Beth and everyone screams which causes that creature to run away but they spot another one crawling on the fucking ceiling why would that creature run away i don't know it seems like sometimes they're startled by the noise mhm and other times they go directly to the noise to see what it is but they all scream it runs and then they're like looking up and they see another one on the ceiling yeah that's crazy They must have really long
1: fingernails and toenails to hook into the caves.
0: (laughs) Gross. They do. So, the crew actually kept the actors who played the crawlers away from the actresses until they filmed this scene. So, like... They were genuinely scared. Mm. They had they didn't know what they looked like. Wow. And I saw like the outtake. They screamed like hell and then they just started laughing. That's crazy. Man, that'd be cool though. What a job this movie was, right? Like work? In every aspect, like the actors, the crew to build these caves, to take caving training. Yeah. For the actors to be put in the crawler makeup and prosthetics. For the actresses to, like, deal with them. Well, I mean, it was a lot of work. And people, I don't think
1: people give it credit at all. But it's pretty much overall well-received in the horror community. Yeah, I think, I think.
0: it's, like, really
1: well-loved. But I feel like it's never going to be a big name, like, Scream.
0: Or, you know... Yeah. So the girls tried to look for an exit, but hear the crawlers screeching all around them, circling them. They attempt to escape, but run into another screeching crawler, and this is where the madness begins. A crawler attacks Holly and rips out her throat with one big chomp. Oh, I remember that part. <sighs> like an apple. Or like you with tomatoes. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't be as soft
1: as a tomato would be hard. Hey,
0: give us a five-star rating if you eat tomatoes like apples. (laughs) Yeah. And if you haven't, try it. (laughs) Juno tries to stop the crawler from dragging Holly's body away. And she slices its face with her pickaxe before another crawler attacks her from behind. Sarah gets separated from the others and falls down another passage. There are just, like, pipes among pipes Uh among pipes. And she's knocked unconscious when she hits the floor. Juno manages to kill one crawler and while she's still in the heat of the moment she hears someone coming up behind her and swiftly turns around to strike them with her pickaxe. But it turns out to be Beth who Juno accidentally stabs right through the neck. Poor Beth. She couldn't even talk. I know. Beth grabs at Juno's necklace and falls to the floor, breaking the necklace in the process. So like now Beth is holding the necklace in her hands. She's bleeding out on the floor and she like silently begs Juno not to leave. Yeah. She still reaches out to her. She reaches out to her. Even
1: though Juno just
0: killed her. But I mean, that could have been a moment for Juno to be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. It was an accident. Clearly it was an accident. To me, when I interpret that,
1: Beth realizes it was an accident. And she's still saying, like, you can still help me. Yes.
0: And Juno was like, I fucked up. I'm out of here. Yeah. So instead of, like, owning up to this mistake she made, Juno just backs away into the darkness. I mean, that'd be crazy. Me, I always think about the future.
1: Like, let's say Juno helped her and they made it out and they're fine. But obviously Beth, talks through like a machine now you know <laughs> and obviously every time they're hanging out you'd never forget the fact that you did that to your friend I don't know that's just crazy so I could see where in the heat of the moment
0: she's like fuck
1: it I fucked up <laughs> you know like I'm not she's out of here just
0: like such a coward in every sense
1: yeah I mean if I was in that position I honestly probably would do the
0: same thing <laughs> Like, oh my god. Fuck. If I accidentally killed you, I probably would just kill myself. <laughs> of yeah, just walking away. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. The sisters, Rebecca and Sam, are still together, and they use a green light stick to maneuver through the cave. Oh, I like the green Yes, like, I was just going to say. I love the greens and reds in this movie. Yep. And it's so... Two thousands, a lot of like, two thousands horror movies always had like a filter, Uh a color. I'm a sucker for that. I just love it. As they're walking, the camera pans up towards the ceiling, and we see a crawler, like planking above them. You
1: know, he's just like (laughs)
0: that's funny. He's working out. Sarah finally wakes up and immediately starts to gag. She reaches for the camera and uses it to see that she's surrounded by human bones and animal carcasses. She hears the crawlers screeching and finds a spot to hide, still using the camera to see in the darkness. Suddenly, Holly's dead body thuds to the floor and several crawlers come to feast on it, ripping her insides out. And making hyena-like sounds, right? Yeah. I really got hyena vibes from this. I mean, you
1: got to think that in this movie, the fictional plot of these crawlers, you know, like they evolved to live down there. And they're blind. They work off They listen off of echolocation, and that's how they communicate. They also communicate within the colony with, like, screeches and hoots and whatnot. And what I don't understand, because I always figure out how it's realistic or not, how do they stay satiated? Like, people are going in that cave, and animals go in that cave that often— there's enough food source for them all the time. I don't know. Like, there's no way that they could live off of just random adrenaline junkies going in there every once in a while. I
0: thought about that, too. And if they have to leave the cave to find food, wouldn't the sun, like, kill them? Well, they probably go at night? Mm, Maybe. How do they know it's night if they can't see shit? Right? I don't know. (laughs) Anyways... (laughs) Sarah gags again, and one of the crawlers turns around and screeches directly at her, but doesn't do anything. Then we hear Juno call out for Sarah, and the crawler follows Juno's voice. Meanwhile, Sam and Rebecca hear the crawlers coming and hide in the little nook. A crawler appears in front of them and screeches loudly. We see a close-up of the crawler's white eyes before it walks right past the sisters. Then Sam's watch starts to beep, and the crawler turns around to go back. Sam quickly removes her watch and tosses it away from them. The crawler walks past them again and follows the sound of the watch. Sarah finds an old lantern that still has oil in it. She removes the broken bone from Holly's leg and she covers the end with a piece of Holly's shirt and she covers it with the oil. Oil. And when she's like tearing out the bone and tearing her shirt, she's like, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. (laughs) But it's kind of like, girl, there were a lot of bones there. You didn't have to tear hers
1: out. That was weird. She wanted to make sure Holly knew she contributed.
0: She wanted a fresh bone still covered in blood. Mm-hmm. She uses like something metal <laughs> to start a fire and begins walking through the cave with her little makeshift torch mm-hmm. Back with the sisters. they're walking, and a crawler suddenly like hangs down from the ceiling like a fucking bat
1: mm-hmm. and
0: startles Rebecca. She tells Sam to run. And the crawler attacks Rebecca. Just as soon as the crawler is about to chomp on Rebecca's neck, Juno hurls her pickaxe directly through its shoulder. Juno strolls up to the (laughs) crawler, right? She's like, I got this. Yes. And snaps its neck.
1: Oh, assassin. She's in Mortal Kombat or what?
0: I know, like a video game character. I know. And it's just like, none of it is phasing her. She's just like, I got this, guys. I thought that was kind of dumb. Like, like, all I'm, of a sudden, Yes, assassin. so did I. Like, I'm all for badass women, but I was like, it happens quick. Mm-hmm. And I also think it happens really quick with Sarah later. Yeah, yeah. That just, switch. Yes, just like a really quick switch. Rebecca hugs Juno and asks where the others are. Juno says they took Holly and that Beth is dead, but she doesn't say how Beth died. Juno asks Sam, what is that thing? Sam says she doesn't know, but it looks human. Sam continues that they're totally blind. They use sound to hunt with like a bat and they've evolved perfectly to live down here in the dark.
1: And they go on the ceiling like bats and they use echolocation like bats.
0: Yeah. And bats have horrible eyesight. And Neil Marshall... (laughs) These fucking bats can't see for shit. (laughs) Neil Marshall said, like, they evolved over thousands of years. They lost their sight. So they have acute hearing and smell. Mm. Smell. Smell. And they're excellent climbers. And it's, like, somewhere between human and a bat juno assumes that they must go to the surface to hunt and bring their food back down here to eat through an entrance she continues that she may have found a way out because the people who brought the old climbing gear down here marked their route and she found the markings i forgot to mention this because i actually missed it when i was watching it but like when they're all separated hmm Juno is by herself and she sees like markings on the cave walls and I guess that is from the, the other cavers? People. Yeah. But wouldn't you think some of the cavers eventually became one of those? Or no. They were just food for those things. Yeah, they were just food. Okay. Because yeah. the crawlers are really old. And they're like their own species. hmm Rebecca says well what are we waiting for and Juno says I'm not what are you waiting for <laughs> <laughs> what are you waiting for huh <laughs> Juno says I'm not leaving without Sarah
1: and I'm like let
0: it go bitch what let do you- it go
1: what you, do you fucked her husband what are
0: you trying to prove to her but that's
1: Juno again her stupid personality of trying to be miss know it all
0: Or, like, trying to be a hero. Yeah, yeah. When, in fact, she's the villain. Couldn't have said it better myself. As Sarah walks over all the bones and carcasses, a hand suddenly emerges from the pile, along with a loud gasp. It (gasps) turns... Yeah, and then it's like, Sarah! Sarah! It turns out to be Beth! She's still alive! With the pick in her neck fucking hanging on for dear life sarah tries to get her out but beth tells her to run and stay away from From Juno, juno revealing that she's the one who did this to her she warns sarah not to trust juno and find her own way out sarah refuses to leave beth and tries to pull her up by her hand but ends up grabbing juno's necklace that beth was still clutching sarah looks at it and sees that it says love each day and beth says it was from paul and then she says i'm sorry i think this part is really sad because beth says i'm sorry like i'm sorry that i knew and i didn't tell you right and i'm sorry that juno did this to you and I'm sorry, he's dead. Like, it's... It, it was for a lot so of reasons. Much. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. She's just such a good friend, even with a fucking pickaxe through her throat.
1: But see, a good friend would have already told her. Like, maybe
0: because...
1: Yes. At that time...
0: I think she would have told her if Paul would have been alive. Correct. Like, her... I think she figured it out that day that they were white water rafting. She Mm -hmm. figured it out. Yeah, she figured it out. Or she had a hunch. Yes. But she
1: didn't say anything because at that moment on the drive home, Sarah lost her family. Right. So So what is she going to say? Hey, by the way, your husband that just perished. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. But like maybe after a couple months after, I would have told you or told my friend. Yes, I would have.
0: I think it's a lot. If you're still mourning someone. I know.
1: I get it, but, <laughs> but I
0: just... Yeah, I see your point. Yeah. Sarah begs Beth to come with her, but Beth says, please don't leave me like this, basically asking Sarah to kill her. Mm-hmm. Sarah protests at first, but eventually decides to do it. She tells Beth to close her eyes and then slams a huge rock down on Beth's head. Could you do that to me? If you guys could see the face Jenny just made. I replayed the scene when she grabs that boulder. Okay. Rock. I don't know that I would have the strength, like the physical strength, to do it in one in Yeah. Parent. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. That scares me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I guess it was the best way... It was. Like, yeah, what kind it was of the quality way... of life
1: was she going to live if they got out? Right. I get it, but I don't like thinking about those real life scenarios because they're so scary to me. I don't know if I could do that to you. And, like, if I did that to you, I'd probably have to
0: kill myself right now. Exactly. After that. Yeah. I get or it. I'd be like, well, I'm just going to sit here and die with you. Right. I'm going to wait for them to come for both yeah. of us.
1: That's how it would be. Like,. I would help you out, but also I wouldn't be able to live. Right. So I just,
0: off myself. (laughs) Wow. True sister love. As Sarah hyperventilates, a crawler attacks her from behind. She, like, while it's straddling her from behind, she headbutts it and it falls to the floor and then she fucking stomps on its face with her boots. Again, assassin. A female crawler arrives and cries over the dead crawler Sarah just killed.
1: Wait, okay, so the crawler that Sarah just killed, is that a baby or the husband of the female crawler? I think
0: it's a kid. I don't think they're having marriage ceremonies and officiating these weddings. I know, but... but... I think it was the mate, like the partner... I thought it could have been, like, a teenager. You
1: know what? I never thought of that. Like, I thought it was a young kid.
0: It looked small? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't notice. I mean, that could could be.
1: In the comments, guys, tell us. (laughs) Put a poll up. I think it was, like, a young, anywhere from, like, 10 to 15-year-old. Wait. This opens up a whole new argument. are they procreating
0: yes look how many there were attacking them at certain times at well towards the end but so since you're the biology teacher and they've evolved to become like this when they procreate whatever offspring comes out turns out exactly like them correct it's gonna have the same
1: genetic makeup as far as the white skin the albinism the blindness the echolocation the extrasensory for auditory ears it's gonna have all that there would be no way for like two of those crawlers to make a regular human you know wow yeah i mean there's tons of species that fit this criteria where the writers must have utilized for example there's blind cave fish you know that live in caves and have evolved to have white skin whited out eyes because they're blind and they just move through the water in the caves and utilize you know the echolocation or the vibrations of the water to find their prey and they're fine and we as people can go down into the caves and you find those blind cave fish and there's blind shrimp there's you know like they evolve to be adapted to their environment. That's natural selection. That's survival of the fittest.
0: There's your science lesson, guys.
1: I love evolution.
0: New segment. Jenny just fucking hands it to you guys with science. Hell yeah. Schoolhouse Rock, but science. You know? Oh, well,
1: that was way before yeah. your time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Where did I see Schoolhouse Rock? Somewhere. And I was like, whoa. Oh. At PetSmart, they had a little dog shirt. They had NSYNC They had Schoolhouse Rock, and they had Boy Meets World. What the hell? Like little shirts, and I.
0: I need the Boy Meets World for my. Okay. It's at PetSmart. Okay. It was really cute. Guys, we're gonna stop the pod and go to PetSmart. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Guys, we're gonna segue the pod to doing clothes for dogs.
0: Uh, PetSmart, please sponsor us.
1: PetSmart, please give me the whole Stranger Things line for free.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The female crawler screeches at Sarah and she runs away, but quickly falls into a pool of blood. I got my blood. I love blood. Fake blood. Yes. Yeah. Real blood? No. I just love when the main character is covered in blood. So like Sarah... Rises out of the pool of blood. Drenched.
1: Drenched, but looking badass. Mm-hmm.
0: What a look. She tries to get out, but the crawler attacks her. Sarah uses, like, a bone that's nearby? Mm-hmm. What is it? A tooth? Or, like, a antler? A horn?
1: Honestly, my mind goes to a triceratops horn. You know what I'm saying? Jurassic World Dominion, guys, go see it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't know. It looks like a horn of some sort. Right? Yeah, but it's like really weird. Like, but it's, it's so it's, sharp, like a tooth. Right, but it's short and blunt at the same time, but sharp. It has
0: a curve. Yeah, to, uh, I don't know. But she finds like a really sharp it's a, bone. It's a Velociraptor. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> we have to connect every movie we covered to jurassic somehow done there's your challenge life will find a way that's how these
1: crawlers prevailed boom thank you jeff goldblum
0: sarah uses the bone to pierce the crawler's eye and blood squirts out of it and the crawler just slowly falls into the pool of blood that pool looks so viscous it looks like chomps Like a very textured smoothie. Yeah, so
1: thick and
0: mucus-like. There's like bits in there. Love it. Sarah starts to get out of the pool and like, okay, there's like a Lion King type rock. Am I right? Yes, I agree. So like she starts to get on that little rock, but then another crawler approaches. So she lays completely still on the rock and quiet and the crawler just like stands on top of her and since she's so quiet i guess it can't detect her but my thing is they know that cavern so well mm-hmm. wouldn't that crawler know oh this rock feels a little mushy <laughs> this rock feels a little soft <laughs> because he was standing on her body
1: you're saying when he has his hand on her right
0: head. yeah I get what you're
1: saying, and because they're blind, all their other senses would be heightened. You're doing what I do. Like, you're looking into the realistic snags
0: of it. Yeah. You know? Like, he wouldn't know how that yeah. rock feels. Um,
1: I think at that point, if I'm her, I'm like, oh my god, my head's gonna burst. <laughs> like, that's what I'm just waiting for. Like, for it to
0: snap. The crawler starts to walk away, and Sarah gets up and readies herself. She's got the fucking bone. Mortal Kombat style. In one hand and the torch in the other hand. hmm The crawler turns around and Sarah hits him with the bone, then bashes its fucking head in. I mean, she's just going off, like, fucking hate and fuel right now. Right. She's angry about what she just found out. Some of it, too, is she's angry about Beth. Juno slept with her her husband, and then Juno killed her best friend.
1: Yeah, like, that's what I was gonna talk about in the review, but we can talk about it now. Like, there's so much intricate female but just in general, human emotions and issues that are intertwining and subliminal in this Mm -hmm. movie. Yeah. And it's like, really crazy when you think about it. Some people could just look at this movie and be like, oh, stupid. Like, Cave dwellers or crawlers that look dumb, but it's really more than that. Like, the main character is going through so much, and there's so much around her. I don't know, it's yeah. just like really layered. You're right, it's layered, You're right. and it makes it that much more impactful.
0: So, then we get a really cool shot of Sarah standing on that Lion King rock <laughs> covered in blood holding her makeshift torch and Called then,
1: then nah,
0: yeah and then she just yells
1: nah, a be hen-yah-we,
0: hen-yah-we. and sarah just yells i don't know why she did that like was it how she was feeling Or was she trying to draw attention to herself? It was just her emotion. Juno, Sam, and Becca hear her scream, but Sam runs away, claiming Sarah is probably just dead. (laughs) She's like, let her go. Mm -hmm. Juno sees several crawlers coming towards them and tells Rebecca to run. Sam reaches a cliff and attempts to rig a line on her own. Juno and Rebecca finally catch up to her and beg her to come back, as Sam looks up at the ceiling, she sees a crawler screeching and coming towards her. It slices her throat, but in her very last moments, Sam stabs the crawler with her knife and it falls to its death and We hear like the sound of the crawler hitting a body of water.- mm-hmm. so Sam's dead. And Rebecca sobs at the sight of her dead sister hanging from the ceiling, like that Ugh. part's so, so sad. Up. yeah. And a crawler suddenly drags Rebecca away by her feet. So Juno just jumps off the cliff. She's like, "I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah." And she lands in the water. Under the water, she sees the crawler that Sam just killed floating but it suddenly bursts to life and starts to attack her she pushes sam's knife further into the wound and kills it for good juno emerges out of the water and climbs up the wall with her pickaxe she's just about to fall when sarah grabs her and pulls her up juno looks at sarah and she's like what happened yeah sarah didn't she ask her that, too? I think so. She yes. Sarah looks like a fucking wild animal Carrie. at this point. <laughs> She's, like, panting. She's covered blood. in blood. And she is looking at Juno literally with a face that says, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> but sneakily. Yeah. Juno asks Sarah what happened to her, and Sarah asks about the others Specifically, Beth. Mm -hmm. And Juno says she didn't make it. Sarah is like, You saw her die? And Juno nods. I feel like that's when Sarah is like, Okay, all right then. I figured you out. Sarah just tells her, Come on. And she leads the way with her torch while Juno lights a flare. They come across three crouching crawlers and arm themselves with their pickaxes. the crawlers attack and the girls absolutely kick their asses.
1: Yes. That scene was wild. I know. Like, and it's like, where is it coming from? Both of them trained assassins <laughs> killing crawler after crawler after crawler, pulling out all these moves. I, I know. I enjoyed it, but I also laughed at it. Same. Like, that was too much. Yes. Like, I agree. you're telling me you know how to cave, dive, dive, and rock climbers and all this stuff, and you know how to fucking
0: kill people. It just made me laugh. Like, of course, I enjoyed it. It's a really good scene. Right. Like, the fighting choreography is great. It's. Two badass women, but also it's like it's just not realistic.
1: Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> so Juno smashes a crawler's head into the wall. Sarah stabs one through the head with her pickaxe and then pushes its eyeballs in with her thumbs. Like she liked it. Exactly.
1: But I mean, you gotta think, we don't know how we would feel at that point. Like, what do you have to lose? You're in this cave that nobody's ever discovered. You don't even know if there's a way out or if you're going to find a way out. These things are hunting you. These things dominate these caves. Like, give it your all. What if you're capable of that? And even if you're not going to win, go out with a bang. For real. Like, I don't think you know these things. Yeah, it's fabricated. It's a movie. But I don't think you know these things till you're in that
0: situation. Right. Do you know also stuffs her flare in the third crawler's mouth and then stabs it in the head and like the blood bubbling out of the wound and steam is coming out mm-hmm. wild both Juno and Sarah regain their balance and face each other Sarah holds her axe at the ready and slightly opens her palm to reveal Juno's necklace wrapped around her hand Juno looks at it like oh shit that was a badass move
1: (laughs) yeah subtle no blatant as fuck but well she she didn't didn't have have to to say she didn't have to say anything you're right like so it was blatant but it was so blatant it didn't even need word and to also see Juno's reaction yeah
0: just that one object told Juno everything right Like, she knew about Paul, and she knew about Beth. Right. Juno looks back at Sarah, and then Sarah stabs Juno in the leg. In the back of the kneecap, which is horrible. And then Sarah just leaves. The crawlers are coming, and she's like, I'm leaving you here to die. Juno removes the axe from her leg and sees several crawlers closing in on her. We hear her scream as Sarah falls down a tunnel and lands on another pile of bones. She falls asleep and then wakes up to daylight. She climbs on top of the bones up towards the cave exit and emerges from the ground like a fucking zombie. That's the best shot of the movie for me. Mm-hmm. So good. She takes a huge breath when she finally reaches the surface and screams as she runs through the woods. She finally reaches the car and drives off until she gets to the main road and pulls over. She sobs. Then she rolls down her windows to stick her head out and throw up. When she gets her head back in the car, she sees a hallucination? No. Uh, maybe. A ghost? She sees Juno. But Juno is clearly, like, dead, right? I interpret
1: it as Juno's
0: ghost. That's what I always thought. Like, Juno
1: already died from the crawlers,
0: right? Mm Mm-hmm. And just came right to her. (laughs) Can't get rid of me that easy. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I guess this is where we can talk about the two different endings. This ending where she sees Juno, and then it ends, is the American ending. But the UK ending continues after this. So after she sees Juno in the car, suddenly she's back in the cave waking up. Right. On the pile of bones. So she never left. So she dreamed it. Right. And she hears Jessica call her. And in front of her is that birthday cake again. And it has five candles on it. The camera pans to a close-up of Sarah's eyes and then it goes back to the birthday cake which now has six candles and apparently it symbolizes the five women who have died and the sixth is obviously Sarah because she's about to die because we see Jessica smiling at her mom and then we pan back over to Sarah who's smiling back at her daughter but then the camera pans out to reveal that the birthday cake is actually the torch.
1: Oh. And Jessica
0: is not there at all. Wow. Sarah is alone staring at nothing. And the camera just continues to pan out, and we hear the screeching noises of the crawlers. And that's the UK ending.
1: I love that one more.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Why? I like it more because it's not what you expect. You expect Sarah, the main character, to make it out and survive, although she's going to be fucked up and changed forever. And I really like that that alternate ending said, no, you're not getting out either, bitch. Like, this cave consumed all of y'all. I like that.
0: I used to hate that ending, but I've kind of grown to like it I just kind of don't like endings where they make you think or they make you question everything you just saw so it's like was it a waste of time but I kind of do like it but I honestly prefer the American ending I kind of just like that it's a cheap ghost scare yeah that feels so 2005 to me like it fits the era that this movie is from And I also think it's kind of funny. I get you. And it's, like, really abrupt. Like, it's a jump scare. Yeah. And then it's over. Right. And I like that. (laughs) I think that's why I like the UK
1: ending. Because it gives you more. Mm Mm-hmm. It tricks you. Yeah. Like, that didn't even happen. She never made it out or made it to the car.
0: And there's, like, a really popular fan theory that Sarah killed all of them. And the director got wind of this and he said that there was a scene from when Sarah is in the hospital that she sees a crawler, but he took it out because he thought it would be too obvious that she really has just gone crazy. So like, I guess that was his intention. And I hate that. That's kind of why I don't like that UK ending. Jen's mouth is agape right now, listeners.
1: So there were never any crawlers?
0: I guess. I mean, going off that scene that he took out, that would insinuate that she's just imagining all this. I'm blown away. Overall, what do you think of The Descent?
1: Well, it's very outside of my select genre. If you know me, I like ghosts and demons and possessions and whatever. But coming from a scientific background, I enjoy the fact that this could possibly happen.
0: You enjoy it.
1: Yeah, like whenever the antagonist or like the scary entity is a human, like for example, the strangers or the hills have eyes those scare me more because those are humans and it could totally happen so that scares me more than supernatural sometimes and this one it makes a lot of sense like yeah a group or a family of humans that stayed in caves that evolved over thousands of years millions of years to be like this that's totally plausible And it scares the crap out of me. And, like, all of the actors are girls, like, girl power. It sounds kind of dumb and cheesy, but, like, I like it. And I like all the stories that are intertwining in it. How, like, you know, like, there's the affair. Mm -hmm. There's the deaths of Sarah's family. I like it. But, to be honest, as I watch it, over and over again because that's what we do as horror fanatics we watch them over and over again it becomes less scary which sucks yeah you know that is a downside and i know we've mentioned that before but like it's either a or b it continues to scare you or it gets less scary and this one gets less scary to me but overall i love the plot I love how the crawlers look. I think they look really mm-hmm. good. They don't look cheesy or anything. I mean, I have some gripes about, like, 95% of the movie being within the caves and, like, hella dark and all that. But, like, I love the colors and how we talked about, like, the scenes of the green and the red. Yeah. I like it. So, I guess I'm going to give it a 3.5. Crouching crawlers out of five
0: that's a pretty good score yeah what about you like I said I've always loved this movie but watching stuff for the pod and like learning all the behind the scenes stuff does kind of take away the scare factor Mm -hmm. but everything that went into this movie the production design the creature design the acting I really like this cast yeah they're all great And you're right, like, it's a cast of six badass women, Mm -hmm. and I'm personally a sucker for movies that take place in caves or underground. One of my favorite horror movies is As Above, So Below. Okay, I just... It's so exciting, horror movies that take place underground or in a cave, so, like, I'm already pretty biased towards this movie, and... I honestly think it's kind of perfect. Every time I watch it, I love it. And like I said, I prefer the American ending, but I have grown to like the UK ending. But I feel like I can't give it anything other than five out of five Crouching Crawlers. It's a classic.
1: Quick question. Have you ever
0: seen Descent 2? I started it. And then I immediately was like, I got to get out of here. Does it have Sarah in it? Yes, but it was so bad. Like, immediately the first few minutes, I was like, no. Well, that's a wrap on 2005's The Descent. Follow us on Instagram at Spooky Sisters Inc. and let us know what you think about this movie. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts and a five-star rating on Spotify. Tune in for our next episode in two weeks, where we'll be discussing 2006's The Hills Have Eyes. This movie is currently available to stream on Amazon Prime Video.
1: Hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you ever have a
0: inkling
1: of having an affair with a married person, just remember those crawlers will manifest... <laughs> Even if a cave isn't around, they'll manifest (laughs) and they'll tear your life apart. And you may or may not escape. So just remember that. Don't have affairs.
0: But until next time, stay Stay spooky. spooky.